Now, before we talk about anything else, we gotta give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Mountain Dew. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game! With the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast, you can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it. When we say anywhere, with Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are, all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice-cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary, open to U.S. residents 18 and up, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15th, 2024, void where prohibited. Thank you so much, Mountain Dew, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hi, everyone. My name is Tyler Oakley, and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. This week, we are checking in and making sure we're taking care of ourselves. We discuss breaking into some racist echo chambers, how to be an activist from home, and we share our experiences protesting this week. Stick around, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag Psychobabble. Hi, Corey. Hello, Tyler. Hi. Sorry, I was looking at my levels, but they look great. How? Well, how are they? Are they leveled up? Uh, they're leveled. Um, how are you? I am. Do you want? How do? Well, usually we would just I be want, like, I'm fine. You know? I know. And then the funny thing is, I was sitting here thinking, don't give me that fucking fluff answer. Honestly, give me the truth. How are you feeling? What are, what are your emotions? How's the last couple of weeks been? Well, I, I I preface this all with saying, who am I to complain or who am I to like, uh, yeah. you know, all of that. But uh, it has all been a lot. It's all been really heavy. And I'm sure anybody listening that is a resident of Earth can relate. And certain people uh, in certain communities probably feel it a lot heavier. Um, imagine being black in America right now. It's like it, it, it would probably be very frustrating that so many people all of a sudden, oh, now they care when this has been an issue for so long. So so with all of that said, I am um, I am pretty tired, I think, is my main emotion, um, like physically tired, especially yeah. be, uh, like <laughs> after months of doing nothing in the house. And now, uh, according to my Apple Watch, walking like nine miles a day, which has been encouraging and uh, inspiring and emotional, but like just physically pretty tired. How are you? Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of the conversation that I've had with my roommate and my friends that we have like group texts with and everything and just everyone just, um, it, it's inspiring and it's exciting and it, this does feel like a tipping point in, in some ways and I hope the min momentum continues to push. Um, but I think, yeah, a lot of 
us were saying last week that it's just been so emotionally exhausting. And we've had a lot of tough conversations with family members that were probably overdue and a lot of tough conversations with friends that were um, overdue. Um, and it, it definitely takes a toll on you. Um, but that's why I'm trying, I'm personally trying to continue to focus on the positive and, and when I'm looking at news articles and links and that sort of thing, looking for things that are promising and changes that are being, um, or changes that are happening, uh, trying to let that be a light that like keeps me motivated and, and keeps me pushing. Yeah. It's, um, Nick and I, Nick, my roommate and I were talking about, um, how much can change in two weeks? How much can change in like oh, one week? Um, I think that's been I think that's been the moral of the year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just with everything COVID related and and this, it's just I think for a lot of people, it's not what they expected. But yeah, look how much can change or or be different in just such a short amount of time. Yeah, I um, last week, if you guys listened to the podcast episode we put up, I hope you did. It was one of the ones that I've been most proud of in a long, long time. If you haven't, go back and do it. Now. Yeah, go go listen to it. Um, it is uh, called Let's Talk About Race, and it features one of our good friends, Tessa Kanene, um, who we grew up with back in Michigan and have known for a long, long time. She really um, came through with so much knowledge and love and just experience as an organizer and an activist and um, somebody who leads it with love entirely. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, one of my favorite takeaways is seeing how many of y'all have tweeted us all week. That's exactly what I was going to say. Seeing like your messages of what the, the episode meant to you, whether it's feeling like heard, if you are part of the black community in America and feeling like, okay, this is a conversation I wish more podcasts were have, or uh, a lot of people like me, even while we were recording it, feeling like, Oh my God, I'm learning so much of like how to have these conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. I got a ton of uh, tweets and direct messages on Instagram just saying, thank you. And it's like, there's no need to thank us. These are conversations that need to be had. And I, I hope that you were inspired in some way of the episode or at least encouraged in some way of last week's episode to, to have a conversation or, or um, make some changes in your life. But it was a good episode. You know what? I agree. I loved it. And I love Tessa Kanene. I um I was just on her Facebook because uh she had a really inspiring post about everything that's going on right now. Like uh you might get mixed messages about what the protests are about or about what the marching is about or um depending on where you get your news or you know what the conversations you hear at the dinner table. A lot of people might think like why are people protesting? Why are people doing this? If certain people have already had charges put on them, why are people still protesting? That's mm-hmm. what I've seen a lot of people say. And um it's also important to see the bigger picture, but also just as important to see what the protests have accomplished so far. You were talking about um looking at the good news of what has come out of all the protests. Um, not just in these specific events that have sparked the protests, but like the bigger picture of the state of America and racism in America and what needs to really change. And I wanted to, I wanted to just like name a few of those things because the list that I'm looking at of all the things that have happened since the protests started is huge. Like you have all four officers fired for murdering George Floyd on, uh, what is the month? May 26th. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is five? Um, 
and individual cities prosecuting certain police officers that have done things, certain cities enacting new uh, rules for their police officers, certain cities um, changing their budgets for their police uh, departments and reallocating those budgets for uh, community services that service black communities in their cities. So there's a lot that has come out of the protest that aren't, that isn't just related to George Floyd or Breonna Taylor, even though that is what sparked so much of it. Yeah. I think a huge part of this too has also been just um, making sure you diversify the news that you kind of intake. I'm so thankful that we're growing up in an era with social media where we can get on Twitter or we can get on Instagram and see some of these protests in action, see what the people are saying on the ground versus just an edited version of whatever the news wants to present to us. Um, I, I And I definitely watch a lot of like CNN and, and stuff on TV as well, but it's I've had a lot of conversations with my parents this, in this last week just asking them kind of what they're watching. And uh, thankfully, my dad has said that he, like, as a dad on Facebook, he's seen um, some of this, like, Twitter and Instagram stuff spilling over, too, which has really opened his eyes um, in regards to what he's just seeing on his news and, and them just posting things and saying that it's all rioters and it's all negative and it's all bad and it's all violent. Um, so that's good, because I feel like definitely made some, like, headway there. Um yeah, I, I mean, the my one of my biggest takeaways from the past week is, regardless of if we want to admit it or not, we are all very much in our bubbles. We are in our echo chambers. We are screaming to the people that already get it very often. And so when you retweet something to people that choose to follow you, it's like a lot of those people already get it. And when you show up to a protest and you're holding up a sign, a lot of the people that will see that sign already get it. So it's just as important, not just to use your body to like show up and be politically active in person, but also just as important to infiltrate the echo chambers that you have access to. Like imagine posting the things and the statistics and the, the, the tweets that you see on Twitter within your bubble to Facebook where mm -hmm. people from your high school will see it. People in your family will see it sending the same things to the group chats you're in from, you know, your, your middle school friends who never left your hometown or your group chat with your family with, you know, with your uncle and it's, uncomfortable, but like, that's who we need to be talking to. I know. I saw that, that link going around on Facebook again, where you can like somebody hyperlinks and you can click and see which of your, uh, friends on Facebook support Trump or like Trump or, uh, that <sighs> sort of thing. Um, and I saw people posting it and saying like, do what you will with this information. And it's like, I, I hope they weren't encouraging. I, well, I saw it both ways. I saw some people just encouraging people to like unfollow anyone or unfriend anyone on who likes Trump. And I'm like, there's such an opportunity here to actually have a conversation or to engage with some of their posts in, in a way that's not like aggressive or not full of hate. I mean, I think that's, people always worry about having these tough conversations because they're afraid they're going to escalate. And I, that's certainly going to happen sometimes, but um, not all the time. And I think if we start engaging with some of these people and start asking them bigger questions, it's it's going to be beneficial than just exactly what you said, like clearing everybody off of your Facebook who disagrees with you. Totally. And I definitely think there's a balance. If, if somebody is uh, being full of hate speech and that sort of thing, then they might not be worth your time. But 
um, some of the family members and some of the friends that I've seen on my personal Facebook that support Trump, I definitely feel like I've I've got the ability to kind of start some conversations there with them, which gives me hope. Definitely. And it's not just like the Trump stuff. It's it's uh, bigger than that. And tr- th- some of those conversations honestly do feel AP level at times. So it's like having to talk about systemic issues that are very deeply rooted. It's like sometimes you're talking to people and it's like they wouldn't understand elementary level access to that conversation. And so you're trying to like get them to understand the AP level. It's challenging. So yes, it is hard. But yes, it's on us. So if you are out there and you're frustrated, know that we are too. And we're just trying to make an impact how we can in the, with the people in our lives that we can. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode. And that is apartments.com. Okay, so when you're looking for a new home, you know it can be a little bit challenging depending on your needs. Like, say you need a balcony or you need windows that face the sunset or you need a hardwood floor kitchen or you need to live somewhere pet friendly. For me, it's being pet friendly. I do not want to sacrifice having the lovely life of having pets just because I can't find a home that allows it. Well, Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools that make it much easier when you're looking for a new home. And Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. I live with my pets. I would not ever want to live without my pets. Like, I know they might cause a mess or they might do all the things that pets might do that whoever you're renting from might not love. Well, I wouldn't want to sacrifice a life with pets just because I couldn't find a place that allowed it. I find it to be the perfect way to live. So if you're out there looking for the perfect place and you need your pets, Apartments.com has you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Thank you so much, Apartments.com, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Lumify. Don't you just love when someone looks at you and says, what were you up to last night? Well, no matter how late you were up the night before, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops can help your eyes look more refreshed and awake. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute to help your eyes look brighter and whiter for up to eight hours. No wonder it has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. You won't believe your eyes. You know you can trust them, though, because they're made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, and they're backed by six clinical studies. Eye doctors trust them, too. They're the number one recommended redness reliever eye drop. The one and only Lumify is an amazing drop that will have people saying, something's different about you, in the best way possible. So check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. That's LumifyEyes.com. Thank you so much, Lumify, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. You went to uh, one of the marches in San Francisco yeah, this week. Uh, there was a what, was what was it like? 
Um, it was, uh, I think for me, it's been such a balance of wanting to obviously be out there and do everything that I can, but also realizing that we're still living in a health crisis and um, just trying to be mindful of that. There were, I think they said eight to 10,000 people in San Francisco and we all kind of started by Dolores Park. Um, I think for the- I saw pictures. It it was, I've never seen yeah. that in San Francisco. I mean, even when I was leaving- uh, my neighborhood to walk over to the park, we saw cars um, parking on our street and getting out with signs. And they'd obviously driven in from some surrounding communities and that sort of thing. And it's like, I don't live <laughs> super close to Dolores Park by any means. So it was so interesting to see people kind of parking in my neighborhood and willing to kind of make that trek and to show up and make sure their voice was heard and to make sure people know that uh, where they stand and, and that they support the Black community. Yeah. There's this account on Instagram that uh, I just posted to my story. I forget what it's called. It's something I follow it. I'll link, I'll link. It's up. It's always on my story. Anyway. Um, it's like a roundup of all the like activations that are happening around Los Angeles. So no matter what neighborhood you live in, if you want to march, if you want to do something on your bike, if you want to do something that's a community-based conversation, it like lists what's happening that next day. Um, it's been really helpful because it's like, I want to get involved, but, and I feel like this is one thing, like there's this conversation kind of happening of like, check in on the people in your life and, um, be there for, especially the people in your life that are black and, um, like show up for them. I also have seen some perspectives from, uh, some of the people that I follow that's like, there's so many people reaching out to them, the people that I follow that are black, that are saying like, how can I help? And asking them to like be in charge of the white people that feel like they need yeah. to help. If you're somebody out there, if you are white and you do want to help, it is not like a, it is not up to the black people that are in your life to teach you. It is not for them to guide you or tell you which activations to show up to every day do the work, follow the right accounts that are going to tell you so that you, you don't have to put it on the black people in your life to, you know, hold your hand through it. Right. Like, and to constantly be doing all sense? the work for you. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Just going back to the protests, like uh, the one here in San Francisco was so great and it's everyone was there being positive. Nobody, there was like no violence, no looting, um, no like confrontations with the police. Uh, for the most part, it was just, I think there were like a couple people I saw on the news the next day that were like out a little bit later than the curfew, but, um, it was great to kind of see the city come together. And, um, I, I felt proud to be from San Francisco based on simply the amount of people that showed up and, and yeah, the, the way the whole thing went. I very rarely feel a sense of community, um, outside of, like an event. So like pride in Los Angeles feels like, oh, everyone coming together. It feels like you're really a part of this neighborhood and things like that. But even then it's like, as years have gone by, you see so much more like it's become corporate sponsors and you have to pay to have access to the pride itself. And mm -hmm. like a lot of that is it's, there are barriers of entry and, um, and it's, a, it can get a little bit manufactured. So, Something that has been so community created and word of mouth and being a part of that, um, I feel the exact same way where it's like, 
oh, this is the sense of community that pride is about. This is the sense of community that like, you can't have a, it doesn't come together from a corporate sponsor. You know what I mean? Um, And during the, the March yesterday, we were going through um, down Hollywood, uh, like all the way down Hollywood and it was packed to the brim. It was, I have never seen anything like that. I I heard that it was the biggest uh, March in LA history, but I don't know who knows. Um, But it, it had such a sense of community community of people handing out waters to each other mm-hmm. and people asking like, do you need anything? Everyone here needed snack. Like everyone, there was tables on the route where you could make a sign. Yep. Like, I just, mean, that's very much how ours was too. People giving out snacks and water and um, signs if you needed them. It was just such a, a positive place to be. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It was really... I feel like I was witnessing so many people see firsthand what activism can be mm-hmm. outside of what the news tells you protests are. The The news lives for a building on fire because then it's like there's tension, there's drama, there's a story, there's both. The news does not thrive off of people in a community coming together for a good cause and changing the world and making life better for people. Like that's not the drama they want. So are they going to show that? Sometimes no, maybe sometimes they will. I don't know. It depends on who you follow. Yeah. And uh, obviously, like I said, you and I felt comfortable enough to go out and protest in March, but there are so many other things that you can do if, if you are worried about the health crisis and, um, or if you're unable to get out for any reason, um, I posted a bunch on my uh, Twitter last week, kind of uh, after our episode with Tessa came out, um, just listing some of the things you can do instead of marching if, if you're unable to actually go to the protest yourself. But again, it just comes back to like starting conversation with friends and family, um, signing petitions. You can do that from your phone or your computer. Um, you can diversify the content you're consuming. Make sure you're Supporting Black creators, reading Black um, books by Black authors and films, music, art, all of that. Um, so there's so much more. I know Tyler and I are talking a lot about what the protest meant to us, and we recognize that it's a privilege that we could even be there and felt comfortable to go, and not everyone's always going to feel that way. Um, so just know there's a lot of other things that you can do, and now's the time. I mean, resources are just like flooding out online of, of ways you can support the cause. And I was having a conversation with our uh, friend, Amanda, who Tyler and I went to college with, and um, she lives in DC with her husband. And they were saying they didn't feel um, super comfortable actually protesting, but they were doing other things within their community and um, having like meet groups to talk about things Um and kind of raise awareness that way. And I thought that was incredible because protests and being out in the street isn't always going to be for everyone. And um, not everyone's always going to feel comfortable enough to go do it, especially with the health crisis going on. One of my favorite things, um, one of the days we were marching, we didn't take like one of the main roads of like Santa Monica or Fairfax or anything. We went through the neighborhood. And what was so cool was seeing Families come out on their front yard and you could see the kids seeing this for the first time in their life. You could tell it was like the first time Mm -hmm. they've seen anything like this on their street. Um, And knowing that, oh, parents are going to have to explain what's going on. 
And that's what these protests and these marches are about. The protests and the marches are to interrupt your everyday life and make you see what you need to see. Because if you live in your bubble, you're not gonna you're not gonna pay attention. You're gonna wait for like, oh, I, I want everything to go back to normal. But when we were marching through the neighborhood, it was like, oh, there's no avoiding this conversation. You know what I mean? It, it felt it felt like something that was like, oh, this is gonna this is breaking through to people. Yeah, I mean, even seeing uh, where we're from in Michigan, seeing a town like Jackson, where I'm from, uh, have their own kind of protests in March. It, that's nothing I ever experienced when I was growing up there. And I know what seeing something like that um, would have meant to me or done for me. So it's incredible. I mean, you definitely can see that this there is changes happening. And same thing, I talked to some of my other friends who are from small rural towns and they grew up and moved away as well and said the same thing. Like they live in smaller towns than we grew up in and saying that they were having marches um, and even like 200 people showing up is going to make a difference. Yeah. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours. Also, something that has been really cool in my neighborhood is I've seen people just write messages that they, you know, the, the type of sign that they would bring to a protest. They write the same thing on a paper or even take a protest poster that they've made and put it in their windows. That's what and it's we like, did. It makes... It, it makes an impact. Imagine you're walking down the street and you see something in a home in your neighborhood that affirms your existence. It's like, that is that is activism. I mean, too. that's that's exactly how I feel when I see pride flags. Um, and that was yeah. one of the most wonderful things about moving to San Francisco when you and I moved here. And it's like walking to the Castro and just seeing that they had pride flags up all the time. Um, it's exactly what you said. It validates uh, your existence and your experience. And it reminds you that you aren't all alone. Um, that's exactly what we did with our signs after the march was put them in our living room windows so that anyone walking on our streets um, can see them. How are you feeling health-wise? I know that we kind of were talking about this, like it's a challenging thing because how do you deal with a pandemic and protests at the same time and you want to be responsible, but you want to be a, 
a part of something that's important and yeah i mean um, i i'm feeling good i was I was went to the protest on Wednesday um, and was still very mindful of making sure I stayed six feet away. I wore, <laughs> I doubled up and had two masks on. Um, I didn't get too, too much into the like thick of the main march. We kind of stayed to the sides and stayed to the back. Um, so, it, so still showed up, still were loud, still had signs, still had shirts. Um, did what we could, but still were very mindful. Um, I was very cautious just because... You don't know, and it, we, like I said, we still are in a health crisis. But I'm feeling good. I, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I showed up in the ways that I was able to, um, and I'm glad that I've still been able to use my voice online. And I've actually gotten so many like DMs. I posted a long post on Facebook just talking about privilege that I got a lot of messages from family members and um, people from high school and stuff that I grew up with that I, I didn't know if they would read it. I would hope they would read it, um, but I don't know. That made me feel. Like there is stuff that I can do from just behind my keyboard. Um, if if going out to the protest is too overwhelming, or if you're worried about getting sick or getting sick yourself or getting other people sick, right? Yeah. Um. I think I, honestly, and I know this sounds like an exaggeration, but like I think like 99% of people had a mask on at the protest. Like I didn't see anybody without a mask on. Yeah. So I mean, that's I, I was very at much least how, relieved about that. That's very much how San Francisco was too. Um, Cause like I said, our, our city's taken the health scare very seriously. And I think California in general and San Francisco as well have a little bit um, more thorough of a like phase process as we like start to reopen the world. Um, it's just weird to start seeing people in bars on Instagram again. Yeah. <laughs> Considering that ours aren't supposed to open until like middle of August. Um but even then, it's it's the same thing. I it's I'm not going to be lining up to run to the bar once they reopen. Yeah, I had like vague Fourth of July plans to go to Fire Island, and I was like, I just given the fact that like there's a health crisis, period. Yeah, like, that's enough. And then add in like I don't know where the world is gonna be. Yeah, like or what's you know like I just don't know. It's a weird time. So. I canceled that and <laughs> now I'm going to be here in LA and probably for the best. Um, yeah. And I, I do think, uh, unfortunately, with how much you know, people will be around each other for protesting and things like that, I, I do fear that there will be people getting sick. Um, so if you are, if you have access to getting tested, please get tested and self-contain if you have to self-contain and do all the, the protocol to make sure, you know, you're taking well, care of yourself. And and like I said at the beginning of all of this three months ago when COVID hit, I said something about maybe this will finally be a time where employers actually like let people stay home when they're feeling sick and actually encourage people to stay home when they're feeling sick. And that's very much how I feel about this. Um, yes, it's important to use your voice and to stand up for what's right right now but if you're feeling unwell for any reason or if you do feel sick then obviously don't go be in a crowd of a thousands of people yeah yeah and um the biggest thing i've seen is like this is a marathon a lot of a lot of this stuff feels like it's gonna be a uh it's gonna take a minute for certain governments to get it and yeah. make 
real changes and that's okay. And I mean, obviously quicker, the better, but like it probably will take a minute. And so it is important to take care of yourself because otherwise you're going to burn out and otherwise you're going to, you're not going to have the same energy to bring to your activism. So do take the time to like pass the baton if you need to. It's a relay race in that way where it's like, if you need to take a break, you can pass it to somebody who can do the work for a second and they can give it back to you and they can take a break. And does right. that make sense? I mean, yeah. And you're definitely going to be more effective if, if you are able to take the breaks and to able to kind of like decompress and, and um, take care of yourself first. Yeah. I don't know when things will go back culturally to dumb stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like talking about drag race. Like our podcast. Talk, yeah. Like, our, I, but, and that's okay. Um, we, in a different, in a completely different universe, we would probably talk a lot about Chromatica and drag race. Yeah. And little ladybugs. Oh my God. Uh, and Lady G. I don't know if anybody knows about what we're talking about, but um, we'll get to those things, I'm sure. Uh, but we, we were talking about what this episode could be just leading up to recording and knowing your responses from last week we were like we we still want to talk about what's going on but also talk from a place of like just checking in because yeah. that's just as important i mean i think it's just gonna our i think our show this podcast has always just kind of been a blend of what's going on in the world whether it's our lives or pop culture and i mean i think you've even seen it the last three months worth of episodes it's like i think we've referenced uh, COVID-19 or checked in about our wellness or how we're doing in quarantine <laughs> for at least a portion of the episode uh, for the last three months. So it is so weird. Can you like 2020 is bizarre. We live in very strange times. Yeah. Like, I, it, 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 you, I wonder if you were to re-listen to the podcast starting from the start of the year and seeing it slowly <laughs> like circle the drain of what our hopes and dreams for this year would be. <laughs> God, you're it's telling different. Me. It's different. Well, we're here and we're alive, and we're seeing things change for the positive. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, somehow we've really made an episode. <laughs> <laughs> we really, so. we really pulled a pulled something out, didn't we? Pulled pulled a um, checking in Queen's edition. Your hair is so long. Are you just gonna grow? I know. Are you gonna grow it that. out? I think What's I, the well, plan? I, I, I don't know. Well, you look sexy with your hair pushed back. Oh my god! <laughs> thank you. Um, my fingers were crossed. <laughs> I would like that's rude. I would like a trim. Yeah, like a pr- a pruning, if you will, because I think I do want to grow it out a little bit and just try something different. But one of my um, neighbors cut my hair, and it changed my life. I felt like a, yeah, I felt like a brand new human, and I felt very guilty every time I got on Skypes or Facetimes with people, and they were all like, "Why does your hair look like that?" How'd you do that? Well, it's called quarantining with your next door neighbors. Love that for you. No, I um, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll get a little trim soon and just shape it a smidgen. Yeah, I saw Kyle, our friend Kyle, at, at um one of the protests, and I was like, well, if we're here protesting together, you could just cut my hair too. <laughs> we if we're right next to each other here, so what's the difference between right being being right next to each other and haircuts? Yeah, just put on a beekeeper suit. Maybe. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you and I, I I love you. I have loved seeing how active you've been on social media and how you've been using your platform to um amplify other voices. So, 
I'm proud to call you my friend. Likewise. That's all. It's, this has been, this has been really, uh, it, reassuring that the people in my life are the right people because the people in my life were speaking up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now is a time where if there are people in your life not getting involved, you don't have to cut them out, but why not take that opportunity to reach out to them and say, I respect you enough to want you in my life. And I think there are people looking to you to speak up. Maybe they just need that little bit of encouragement. I mean, honestly, and I think so much of this, I think I said it earlier, goes back to just how you approach a conversation. Certainly, if you approach them with kindness and say, hey, I I, I noticed you've been a little quiet in regards to what's going on. If you need help speaking up, if you need resources and just kind of leading as an ally instead of saying, why the fuck haven't you said anything? Um, I think that's important. It's You're always going to be met with, what you put out into the world, I think. And that's what I believe. So I know I was nervous too, to have a lot of conversations, but as long as I've approached them all um, in a kind way and without anger, I think I've gotten a lot of good responses. Yeah. So I leave you with this, go listen to our previous episode of the podcast. Yes. And if you have, as I say, then share it with some other people in your lives. Um, Cause yeah, it was yeah. a great episode. Well, Corey, good luck with your life. Where can people find you? Oh, you can find me online and on my Animal Crossing <laughs> island. <laughs> you can find oh me. Oh my God, are you still playing Animal Crossing? I just started Final Fantasy VII. Oh my God, I need to buy it. Um, I'm it's, st- it really is. It's, you know, you, do you know what, the, like, what it's about? Yeah, I played the original. Oh, well, it's like about like saving the world climate change style. Well. Did that really click when you were little? I don't know. When did the original come I out? I don't know. I was young and I don't know if I was really getting the deeper meaning of what we were up to in the game. Now I'm like, Oh bitch. I'm like, like a activist. The game is like about activism. Come on, Captain Planet. I know it really is that. Meanwhile, I just um, got eyebrows on, on my animal crossing Island. Love that for you. (laughs) Thanks. They look great. Great. Cool. All right. Where can people find you on the internet? Cool. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Love you all. Bye. TTYL. (laughs) 